Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. Yes, come on, can we give the way maker some praise? Can we just give him thanks for a moment? For God is good, he is faithful, and his hand is literally upon us as a church. I, I tell you, it's a joy being a part of Word of Life. Uh, my mother and father uh, joined Word of Life along with my brother and I, uh, August 1992. So in August of this year, Uh, It will be 31 years that we have been members of Word of Life Church. Yes, yes, yes. And so glad to have you all here. want to welcome all of you that are uh, watching us online. And I tell you, since being a a member here, even at a young age, uh, vision has always led the way uh, with the love of God for this house Uh, for this ministry, Uh, and it's just an honor to stand beside Pastor Joel uh, and Mrs. Pepe as we continue to feel the plan of God one day at a time, step by step together in unity with one heart, one voice, and one mind. And so today, uh, I just literally want to share uh, what God has given me uh, to share with you all about this journey Uh, Because literally two years and nine days to the day uh, this journey began, as Pastor Joel mentioned um, there about it was on our heart uh, as a church to have a campus. And of course, that sounds so good. But how many of you all know there is a process uh, to all of this? And as it says in Habakkuk chapter two, verse three, for the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. And I know last month, um, Pastor Joel had put it upon um, our hearts to encourage us as a church uh, to begin uh, writing in our prayer journal, to get a prayer journal. And so it was just on my heart for uh, today's message to take you through uh, my prayer journal. Uh, That was in 2021 with this process on us celebrating today about the Poindexter campus. I can tell you it was not easy, but God is faithful. So we have a couple of dates up here and I just kind of want to go through it a little bit to kind of share it with you. So April 27, 2021, this was when I walked uh, Capitol Street and prayed for Jackson. And this was my first time seeing the church. Uh, April 29th, I was sitting with a uh, businessman over coffee, and God revealed even more about our Poindexter campus. Uh, May 1st, while serving residents, Magnolia Park Apartments. Now, this, these apartments, they sit uh, on the right and the left side of our campus. So literally, we are in the community. I'm talking about you can see a front door. You can see a back porch. Uh, we're literally like in Uh, the community and seeing the Jackson campus there. So May 2nd, 2021. Now at this time, I was not uh, over outreach when I saw Pastor Joel's vision that he wrote in 2011 about needing another facility. 
And so when I saw this, this day, it just confirmed what was already in my heart about what God has spoken about. There uh, needs to be another campus. So I'm asking him, Lord, what's up? We need another campus. And God's like, I got you. See, you in 2021. But see, I was in 2011 with your pastor writing a vision. And all you're doing is just lining up right now with the very vision of God. So June 17th, uh, Pastor Joel and I, we texted uh, about looking at a, another building on uh, July 20th. This was uh, another campus. And so uh, what's interesting about this, so that's June 17th. And so fast forward a little bit on July 20th, that same year, uh, we were scheduled to look at this building with a realtor. And so that Tuesday morning, Pastor Joel had led staff prayer about loving your enemies. Say that with me, loving your enemies. So lo and behold, you know, staff prayer is 8.30 to 9.30. Uh, the tour was scheduled like for 10.30. And so I'm all excited. I get out of staff prayer. I'm going to the truck like, ooh, yes, Lord, we about to see a building. I'm so excited. Get in the truck. I pull up. I'm waiting on Pastor Joel to come out of the campus here because this is where we had staff prayer. And then my phone rings. And it's the realtor. And the realtor is saying, hey, uh, Mr. Barry, uh, I just want to let you know I was so looking forward uh, to today, uh, but I left my keys to the building at the house. I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. He's like, no, what you don't understand, I have to drive 20 minutes to the house. Then I will have to drive another 20 minutes to get to you. So I'm going to be late. I said, okay, we good. We good. You know, it's, it's all right. But then he was like, hey, we may have to reschedule. What'd you say? And in my mind, I'm like, brother, you had a, a little bit over a month to prepare for this. And so by this time, you know, hang up the phone, Pastor Joel gets in the truck. And so we're heading out and we're about to go up to Lakeland Drive. The phone rings again and it's the realtor. I'm like, hey, bud. He's like, hey, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm like, not going to be able to do it. So, you know, the truck has stopped. Pastor Joel is in the passenger seat. Just heard a message about loving your enemies. <laughs> the test is real, y'all. The test is real. And so I'm like, oh, man, we, we good. It's, it's, it's okay if you're 15, 20 minutes late. He said, see, what you don't understand is I, I double booked. Because not only are you my client, but there's another client that I have at the same time. But that client traveled all the way from New Orleans. And I'm like, and? Thanks for telling me, but okay. And so literally he's like, hey, I'm going to have to reschedule. And I just like, man, you got to be kidding me. So I tell Pastor Joel and he's like, oh, no worries, man. I'm like, come on, Pastor. Let me tell him. Let me tell him. Let me tell him something. So get off the phone. Lo and behold, I am, I am so nervous because I'm like, Pastor Joel set aside time. I set aside time. I don't even remember the conversation from Lakeland Drive all the way to Capitol Street. That's just how hot I was. I wasn't walking in love. Well, hold up. I wasn't driving in love. <laughs> and so lo and behold, even while this is going on, the Holy Spirit is like, hey, it's okay. Just show Pastor Joel the prayer walk route. I'm like, why Pastor Joel want to see where, where we walk? Why, why he want to look at the streets? We come look at a building. 
What's so important about the streets? So lo and behold, fast forward, we uh, walk the street, and it's like, wow. The same look that I had when I saw this campus, it was the same look that Pastor Joel had. Now, I got to ask you a question. If I had allowed the enemy to allow me to, because I was out of love, for a second, for a second, for a second, to stay out of love, would we have seen this campus? Would we be celebrating right now? No. So lo and behold, we, we have the conversation. Uh, I make the phone call August 3rd. We have a meeting uh, August 5th. And then next thing you know, uh, we're literally in the building that where they released the building to us. And we are literally debt free. <laughs> Amen. No debt. Now, had anybody told me, hey, this is how you're going to get to campus, I'd be like, <laughs> no way in the world. No way in the world. And what's interesting about this is the Lord wanted me to share this part of my story because I know there are some of you that are here that has the same story. God has given you a dream. God has given you a vision. But you're asking yourself, Lord, what's taking so long? Where, where's the dream? Where, I, I know I have your work, but, but what's going on? And it's three things that I learned uh, about this journey. Three things that I want to share uh, with you about this journey. So the first one uh, is, they'll put it up, uh, Philippians chapter 13. I mean, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before. I press. Say that with me. I press. Toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The first thing that I want to share with you that I learned on this journey, there will be resistance. The enemy does not want to see the, the, God, uh, the plan of God in your life or my life to come into manifestation, to be a reality. He does not want that. And so I remember uh, last month, Pastor Robert Madu, he came in and he shared the story about Paul and Silas, that there was this young lady uh, that was, you know, making money for these men. And out of this, now that uh, they have prayed for her and now she... Uh, is delivered and set free. She's given her life to Christ. Well, guess what? She's living for God now, but she's not bringing them money. So even though she was set free, they were upset because of her deliverance. And so out of that, Paul and Silas are now placed in jail. And I've heard this for years about, which is true because even the Bible said it, that Paul and Silas, they sang their praises. But one thing I learned out of this, that Paul and Silas, they didn't allow the hurt or the pain to stop their devotion. People need to see your devotion so they can see their deliverance. People just don't need to hear a sermon. They need to see a sermon. So there will be resistance. And out of your devotion to God, out of your commitment to God, guess what? People will be set free. Number two, number two, second thing that I learned is Keep sowing the word of God. Mark chapter 4, verse 14, where it says, the sower sows the word of God. 
The enemy is after the word of God, the incorruptible seed, meaning when God speaks of things, it is literally going to come to pass. When we hold on to that word, we put that word in action and we trust God. And in Mark chapter four, Jesus shared a parable about how the word of God comes, but immediately the enemy comes for that word sake. He will bring distractions. He will bring pain. Because he doesn't want you to sow the word. Because if you sow God's word, guess what? You will get God's harvest. So I want to encourage you, sow the seeds of the harvest that you desire. Sow the seeds of the harvest that you desire. Now, as we know, we're opening up a campus, Poindexter campus, Sunday, March 26th. And I want to show you four ways that you uh, can sow seeds, uh, four opportunities that you get to. It's up to you to pick one, pick two, pick three, pick four. It's totally up to you. But I just want to walk this out for you on how you can sow seeds. And the four things, and I'll break them down uh, list by list, but it's pray, seed member, launch team, and partner. As you all have heard this story uh, about how the, the campus came about, it was literally because of prayer. I realized the power of prayer more than anything on this journey. And what's interesting about this is um, God put on my heart to do a prayer walk after I did the first uh, walk there in April. And I'm like, Lord, a prayer walk? I'm like, who going to come to a prayer walk in Jackson? I mean, first getting people to ride to Jackson. Now you're talking about walking Jackson? Like, yeah, 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 prayer walk, prayer walk. So lo and behold, I was like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you in this process. That's the title of the message. Trust the process. Say that with me. Trust the process. So lo and behold, I um, put on this prayer walk. I get some members here, team leader, and, and we're, we're here, and we have the prayer walk going. Susan Hart is a, a team leader for our prayer walk, and uh, next thing I know, you know, when you plan something, you're wondering if people are going to show up. So the prayer walk starts at nine. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get there a little early. Uh, my wife is there. Uh, dad and mom, they're there. And uh, our children are there. And lo and behold, it's 845. No car. 850 rolls around. No car. I'm like, dear Lord Jesus. 852 rolls around. Oh, here comes the first car. I'm like, yes, we made it. We made it. But lo and behold, what I found out over a process of months, the very thing that I was hesitant in doing, these people, our members, had the heart of Jackson on their mind and in their prayers. They were literally in their houses and in their apartments praying for the city of Jackson. So now that I have started this prayer wall, guess what? We're now all aligned together doing the very thing that we have a heart for. Ladies and gentlemen, let me encourage you on something. When God tells you to do something, just do it. Just do it. God said he will never leave us nor forsake us. And so he's saying, hey, if I told you, it will be. I just need you to trust the process. So out of this, some ways that you can pray for our Poindexter campus wisdom. 
We need the wisdom of God in ministering to uh, the families there in the community. Also, how it says uh, in in James chapter three is talk about how uh, the wisdom of God is pure. And it comes from above the wisdom, the wisdom of God. Also, too, uh, in that wisdom and praying for our leadership and praying for the city uh, of Jackson to bring about the change that God desires. Uh, salvation, as we know, God desires for all men and women to come into the knowledge of the truth of who he is. I love this quote. Uh, Ruth Bell Graham, she uh, was the wife of Billy Graham when he was living. But Billy Graham, if you don't know, he was an evangelist. He traveled all around the world and he got in crusades and just ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. So many people were one to the Lord, but it is noted. This is what she said, Ruth Bell Graham, about this young lady, Pearl Good. Ruth Bell Graham spoke these encouraging words concerning Pearl Good. Here lies the mortal remains of much of the secret of Bill's ministry. Pearl estimated that she covered 48,000 miles by bus simply to pray for the Crusades. And I know those of you that are watching online, different city, different state, it's like, how can I sow seeds? How can I play my part? Here is an example right here. Pearl would literally travel a week or two weeks in advance, check in a hotel, and just pray for the crusade. Out of her own pocket, she didn't ask uh, Evangelist Billy Graham for anything. Matter of fact, he didn't know until months later that this is what she was doing. Prayer, prayer, I'm telling you, prayer works. The next one is uh, in praying is for our nursery, preschool, and kids' life, for our next generation, that they get to understand it's important to obey their father, their mother. mother. It's important to honor them. They get to hear the word of God. And then uh, assign the leaders. We desire, my wife and I, to have leaders walking alongside of us. And you may be here. Uh, in this room, and that's a tug that's on your heart, and you're saying, hey, I know Poindexter Campus, uh, in hearing about it, I've been seeing it, and I believe that I am there to help, and I want to be a part of it. And so one of the ways that you can help is not only just praying, but actually signing up, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And then if you want to get a part of, be a part of our Poindexter Prayer Life Group, the first and third Saturdays of every month, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., it's not too late uh, to sign up, you get to uh, be there in the city of Jackson with us if you desire to do so. Uh, number two on how you can uh, get involved is become a seed member. This is just simply saying Poindexter Campus will be my campus and I will help you. I will help you grow your serve teams. I will help you uh, grow your life groups. Uh, and that's just you coming alongside us to help us grow uh, this campus and becoming a seed member. Uh, then also to launch team. This is just saying, hey, on March 26th, I'm going to be there. Whatever role you need me in, I will be there. Now to sign up for seed member or launch team is two ways you can do it. You can go to the life.cc forward slash Poindexter or at the end of service, we will have a table out front that where you can uh, meet some of the people that have signed up, some of the members, and you can join the team there, sign up there. And then lastly, uh, partner. I want to take this time and be real, real slow about this. Where we are as a campus, even though we're opening up on Sunday, March 26, there is no way that it will be possible without this component as well. 
Many of you all have given. Many of you all have not only given financially, but you have given of your time. You have come down to serve with us at our outreach uh, building. You come down and serve the city of Jackson. Uh, Many of you online, when there was a water crisis in Jackson, you literally sent finances to make sure that the city of Jackson had what they needed and we were able to serve the community. So me, I want to pause to just celebrate and can you join in with me for all of those who have partnered and have given to our outreach center. Yes, no way we could do it without you. So I want to say thank you for that. And launch Sunday, March 26th. And this is just the thing. These are seeds sown. And we're literally about to walk into a harvest because of how you all have walked alongside us here. And so uh, we will have a community fun day on uh, Saturday, March 4th, uh, where we just have inflatables, food trucks, uh, music, and just for the families there in the community to come and hear what we're doing at the Poindexter campus. Uh, And as I wrap up the last thing that I've learned, as I said, there will be resistance. Keep sowing the word of God. And then number three, be the example. In Matthew chapter 26, verse uh, 37, we read it here. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, If it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you, your dream and your vision that you have, some people will not be excited about it like how you are. They may start out excited, but because of it taking so long, they go to sleep. And found them sleeping and said to Peter, so you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again a second time and prayed, saying, my father, if this cannot pass anyway, unless I drink it, your will be done. Again, he came and found them sleeping. For their eyes were heavy. And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and he said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand and the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. The third thing that I learned in this was be the example. There's a quote that I learned in this. It says, be the change and lead the change you desire to see. In your life and in my life, there are going to be people that start out with you, that are excited, that are for you. And it's not that they aren't for you, but they get tired. They get weary And sometimes they lose heart. But the question is, are you losing heart on the very thing that God told you 
to do. See, that's how it was for me. I, I can't tell you how many nights, how many times I, were dis, I was discouraged. I was like, God, am I doing the right thing? Even how I had low self-esteem? Because it seemed like it was just me. But even in the song that we were singing, that God, he is a way maker. Sometimes we don't see God. Sometimes we don't feel God. But God is saying, I am still moving. My word is me. Pick up my word. The words that I have shared with you. The words that I have spoken to you. It is still me saying the same thing. I just need you to do the very thing that I told you to do. Even though it was a month ago. Even though it was six months ago. Even though it was nine months ago. Even though it was a year ago. Even though it was two years ago. I just need for you to do the very thing that I told you to do. Because my word will not turn into me void. I am with you every step of the way. I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And so my question to you today is, are you doing what God has told you to do? And maybe you have put the dream on the shelf or put the desire on the shelf. It's okay, because today is a new day that you can pick up your dream and dream again. You can pick up those desires and say, you know what, God, I know that I stop, but you never stop working. And so when I do the very thing you tell me to do, even though it doesn't look like people are going to come to a prayer walk, but because you tell me to do a prayer walk, God, I'm going to do a prayer walk. And as I do the prayer walk, others will come alongside me and they will walk along with me. They will pray with me. They will praise with me. They will shout with me and they will walk with me simply because I'm doing the very thing that I told that you told me to do. And sometimes people, they will fall asleep. You know what I love about this story? Peter was one of the ones that fell asleep. But if you go over to the book of Acts, Peter was the one that stood up on the day of Pentecost and shared the very gospel of Jesus Christ. So even Jesus knew. He said, yeah, yeah, Peter, I know you're sleeping, but the time is coming that where you will stand. Peter, I know right now you're tired. I know right now your eyes are heavy, but the time is coming where you will stand. And when you stand on that day and speak my name and proclaim my name and tell them what is happening in this place and telling them my love for them and telling them my plan for them, oh, the day will come that you will see that my plan, it would not stop. My plan, it would never fail. My plan will come to pass. I just need you to do what I'm telling you to do. I just need you to trust the process. So I want to encourage you today. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Pick up the word of God. And when the enemy comes against you and said you have failed, when the enemy comes against you and said it will not work, you pick up your prayer journal and you say, oh, no, 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 I remember and do like I did. You pull out those dates and you remind the enemy of what God has said, because this is one thing I learned about the enemy. If the enemy is telling you it will not happen, guess what? The enemy is the father of lies. So everything that he's telling you, it can't be 
but alive. So when he tell me it would not work, I just turn on the other side. It will work. When he tells me, oh, God, he doesn't love you, I just turn on the other side. Yes, God loves me. When the enemy is on the other side and say, God doesn't believe in you, I just turn on the other side. God believes in me. God is for me. God is fighting for me. God is fighting for me. Anything, anything that is against me, it will not stand. Satan, you are a liar. Satan, you are a liar. And the truth is not in you. So begin to speak the truth. Begin to remind yourself the promises of God are yes and amen. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you, do what God is telling you to do. Oh, the vision is for an appointed time. Oh, but wait for it. Don't rush it. Don't get frustrated. Don't quit. Get back up again. And you will see it come to pass. And that's what I love about today. You know, today is Communion Sunday. We have an example before us. Because even on that cross, the enemy thought he had our Savior, Jesus. He thought Jesus was defeated. He thought it was a wrap. Oh, I got him now, y'all. I got him now. But he didn't realize. That was just a part of the process. And on that third day, as we know, he rose again. But before he rose, he went into hell and got the keys to the kingdom. So that whatever we bind on earth be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth, it will be loose in heaven. But we must take our place. We must take our stand And as the enemy is fighting for the dream to be pulled out of us, we must contend for the dream to come out of us. That where it is the plan of God, that where it is the reality of God's plan in the earth. Because Satan knows every time the plan of God comes into manifestation, he loses. He loses another soul. Because he's already lost. So he's just trying to take more people with him. But we're saying, no, devil. We know the truth. And just like we're free, we're going to help others be free. And we're going to take them to the only one living God. To the only one risen Savior. To the only one risen Lord.